Hello and welcome to the Design and Style Podcast. We are a podcast for designers by designers. I am Dixie with Dixie Willard Design, one of your co-hosts. And with me, as always, it's beautiful effervescence. Rachel with Rachel Moriarty Interiors. And the Design and Style Podcast is brought to you by the Design and Style Visibility Lab, as well as our one-to-one visibility empowerment sessions. If you guys are not familiar with the Visibility Lab, it's our membership group that covers everything you need to know about visibility, both online and offline, aka in person. For example, we talk about how to leverage live streams and videos for your business. We talk about how to come up with and repurpose your content. We talk about self-portraiture empowerment. We talk about creating real-life connections in your community and way more than that. So if you've heard yourself saying things like, I'm just not ready to be visible, I'd rather wait until I can hire a PR company to do it for me, I don't have the time, I'm not very good at video, or I don't have anything interesting to say, then the Visibility Lab is perfect for you. And it's the perfect place because you will get personal support from us and honest feedback, as well as a ton of free info, tips, tricks, and so much more. You can find us over at designandstylepodcast.com. Today on the podcast, we have Marianne Cherico. Marianne Cherico is a personal and professional development coach. She has also owned and operated a successful home staging business since 2005. Her background includes 27 years in real estate sales and marketing, and for 17 of those years, she was on a top producing New England real estate team. Marianne has coached many home stagers throughout the country on how to uplevel their business by developing both mindset skills and client attraction strategies. Helping these home stagers own their magnificence and create a life and business that sets their soul on fire is Marianne's sweet spot. Marianne has been a featured speaker for the Real Estate Staging Association, also known as RESA, on both a national and local level, as well as numerous podcasts and radio shows. She was delighted to be the creator and host of two telesummits, which featured interviews with 21 home staging and design experts, including our very own Rachel, as they shared their best kept secrets on building a successful staging business by attracting their ideal clients. If you are looking for a coach who will help you supercharge your staging business, Marianne is your gal. If you were on our Facebook page last a couple of weeks ago, recently, as Luann has started to say, recently, <laughs> you know that I was so excited to have Marianne come on. I, Rachel was too, but I'm kind of a secret stalker. <laughs> so Marianne, I would love, could you tell us just a little bit more about yourself? Oh my gosh. First of all, I am absolutely thrilled to be here with you two. I think you're both amazing women and entrepreneurs and leaders, and I'm really honored to be here. Um, Just a little quick snapshot about myself. Um, I'm a personal and professional development coach, and I specialize in working with home stagers who want to become the go-to stager in their area. And um, I absolutely love helping them own their magnificence and build a business that makes their heart sing. So that's, that's pretty much what I do. I still have a staging company as well. So. I love that. I've been friends. How long have we been friends? About a year now online. Online, online besties. Oh my gosh. You've done two of my telesummits. I've done two of your set telesummits. Yeah. And um, 
uh, I just, you're just phenomenal. And that's why we wanted to have you on the podcast. Um, I have had Marianne coach me a couple of times on how I can incorporate staging services. I, I do do, I actually got my certification in um, interior redesign and home staging back in 2005. Um, but I kind of really just focused on the redesign more than anything and the decorating. Um, but I love staging and I do on occasion get hired to stage. Um, but I would love to have it be a bigger part of my business model. So I have reached out to Marianne and she has totally coached me and helped me. I love your consulting model that you do. Um, so why do you think that it, interior designers should add that service? Why do you think that's a good fit for us? Mm, oh my gosh, I'm actually really excited um, because I think that it's such a great fit for interior designers because you can make such a great stream of income. The thing about staging and the difference, because I do design jobs as well, is that the design jobs um, usually take a little bit longer and sometimes it feels as though they just kind of drag on. Whereas there's different staging models where you can literally make money really pretty quick and it's finite. It's not something that just lingers on. So if you're looking to um, fill your pipeline and have quicker cash infusions, it's a fabulous way to do that. Also, interior designers have the basic principles, you know, the principles of design are all the same and um, they understand how to make a picture look beautiful. And, um, you know, they understand how to design a room. Now, it is a little bit different when you're staging, but it doesn't take much from, to go from design to staging um, because you already have the skills. Well, um, and the, the biggest difference between des design and staging is really that in design, you're making it personal, whereas staging, you're making it more impersonal. Is that, would you say that's fair? Absolutely. And, and just to take it a step further, in staging, it's all about marketing and packaging a home for mm -hmm. sale. So you're kind of casting a wider net. But having said that, it still can be creative because, you know, it depends on the demographic you're working in. Um, for instance, I did a, a couple million dollar um, mid-century modern house. And then I did an $8 million, and I don't always do high end, don't get me wrong, you know, I do less of that and more, you know, regular, but then I did a high end $8 million country estate that was a completely different demographic. So my design was completely different for that. So it's not like you um, always stage houses in a transitional vanilla kind of appeal. Mm -hmm. It really depends on your demographic, so you do get to be creative. I love that. <laughs> I, know, I love that. I love that. You know, it really would depend. So I guess you would, in where we talk to our clients, I guess in staging, you need to more partner with your agent to see who they're promoting to. Is is that kind of like, or? That is the fastest way to gain business. Now, this is the thing. Um, I built my whole business by doing consults for real estate agents back in 2005 in Massachusetts when nobody was staging. And because of that, it's enabled me to do all different kinds of design jobs, including working for a couple of the New England Patriots um, 
which was really Whoa. fun. <laughs> um, you know, modern, um, model apartment staging, model home staging, um, you know, color consults, all kinds of things. Because once you win over the agent, they're very, very loyal. One thing about real estate agents that people don't realize is that when they find a contractor that they really love, you're it. Like they won't even go to anybody else because they understand it's not about the money so much. You know, there's a saying in the real estate world, good, fast, cheap, pick two. And real estate agents want a contractor that they know is going to treat their customers like gold, um, do what they say they're going to do and do a great job. So if you're that person for them, they're going to ask you first when somebody needs a designer. Oh, by the way, do you do this as well? So designers that want to work with real estate agents are better to, the hook for the real estate agent is to show them how you can help them um, through staging first. And then, you know, kind of reel them in that way. You know, it's just another way to really get that business. And what's good about it is that it's, it's repeat business and it's word of mouth marketing and it's warm leads and those are the best kinds to have. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things that we talk about all the time, if you know anything about design and style is visibility. And it's all about finding the people that you need to find. What is the best way to kind of get in with the real estate agents? Is it, is it the chamber? Is there some real estate association? What, what's the best way for that? Well, there's different ways to do it. Um, you know, you can do the women's counselor of realtors and the chamber and all that. I believe personally that if it's something like a BNI group, you want to make sure that, you know, the BNI group has all different professions. If you have one realtor and they're not the realtor that's giving you any business, then it might not be the best way to leverage your time because mm -hmm. um, what you want to do is focus on getting as many realtors that you want to work with, ideal clients that, you know, really get it. But what I coach my clients on is, this is really important. This is the golden nugget is that you always wanna, when you're marketing to somebody, figure out what's in it for them. And what's in it for the realtor is that they wanna get listings mm -hmm. because that's their lifeline. And even realtors that I've worked with who make half a million a year have this, this belief that they might go for months without getting paid. It's, it's a limiting belief that they have. It's, kind of epidemic in the I room. I feel like the word listing is their love language. Yes! <laughs> it is their hot point. It's their hot point, right? So what I coach my clients on is, you know, when they call to set up an appointment to meet with the realtor, and I do believe the one-on-ones are the very best because it's really about building a relationship, not in a salesy world, uh, or not in a salesy way, coming from a place of service and how you can help them. And the hook is that I, I want to meet with you and, you know, see if we would be great working together, but I also want to help you get listings. And I have a couple ways to do it. And one is by offering the affordable staging report and consult as part of their marketing plan, but then teaching the realtor how to leverage that, right? Mm -hmm. Because when realtors offer that as part of a value add and they're competing against other realtors to get the listing, that helps them to stand out, right? And the other people want to know, the other, the 
the client wants to know why the other agents aren't offering that. Right. right. And it's so cheap. It's, you know, in, you know, it, it's really a small cost of doing business for the realtor. The other way that you can help the realtor get listings is by offering to co-host presentations. That's a lead magnet in order to get people who are thinking of selling their houses to come. And what I mean by that is saying, um, doing a presentation on how to stage your home for sale and giving them everything. You lead the presentation, but let the realtor be the host of the presentation. So now the realtor has an email list of people that are raising their hand saying, I want to put my house on the market, right? Uh -huh. uh, and realtors are great at nurturing leads. They're taught to do that. So that's another gift that you're giving them. So when you meet with the realtor, it's more about how can I help you? How can I serve you? I can, you know, if you'd like, I'll do a co-branded marketing sheet that you can hand out to your seller at listings about the value of home staging and why what I'm offering you is going to help you make more money for your house. So that's amazing. Yeah. So where do you get like some of these stats? I mean, I know I've heard a lot of stagers. I'm friends with stagers. Um, you and you know, your whole network of, of stagers. Um, where do you get these stats like that? I, sometimes I, I see the videos and they're just like flowing out of their mouths and I'm like, where's this information from? <laughs> Cause I, that's, I think that's my, my limiting belief on why I wouldn't be able to approach a, a realtor. Like I feel like they, they may or may not know this stat, but if they know it and I don't know it, like it's going to, I'm going to waver a little bit and you know, that's kind of like my limiting thing. So where, do, where does one find out? Do you join like Risa or, I mean, how does, how does it, how's it all work? Well, there's a couple ways. And what the, the, you know, the most compelling way is to go to their source, which is the National Association of Realtors, otherwise known as NAR. And you can download stats on staging that their group has created. So it gives it, even more credibility because they understand that this group is supposed to be representing realtors, right? Right. So what I would do is pull out the stats that are, you know, going to serve what I'm trying to explain to them. You know, so you, you want to be selective about the ones that you pull out um, because there's only so many that they're going to be interested in anyways. I actually, um, when I coach my clients, I have them do a one sheet that they send to that they actually create with the branding of the realtor that they want and their branding. And it's in the realtor's words so that they can hand it out to their client. And it actually bullet points a few of those stats. So it's simple to the point. It's a one sheet. And what the what you're doing as a stager is you're saying to the realtor, I'm going to partner with you. And here is how I'm helping you. Um, actually get your client on board to stage so it's convincing the realtor but it's also helping them convince their client and how can you support them in that and partner with them on that um risa real estate staging association i've been a member of since i don't know over 10 years um i've spoken at the convention in vegas i adore the people in risa um, it's a wonderful trade association. They also have stats. So, um, you know, definitely you can pull them offline. It's very easy to get them. Um, how would an interior designer feel, like how would we 
fake it till we make it confidence uh, <laughs> about approaching you know let's say you let's say you're at a, today a, there's a designer out there listening to us who has mm -hmm. never staged they know i know what you said what i loved what you said and i want i really hope that people listen to this is um we know how to make pictures beautiful. And I know that those MLS pictures are so important. If when people are starting their home search, they're starting online, right? And if those pictures aren't beautiful, that is one thing as a, as a photo, as a, you know, past photo stylist, um, you know, making those pictures beautiful is so important. So I feel like we could use the some of the business assets, what I call business assets, it's our before and after photos, to really even show how beautiful we can make a space look, you know, because just even starting, never stage is, um, you know, you, you may feel like you don't have anything to offer, to share, but you can actually pull from things you've already done to show this beautiful picture, like, can you imagine this on MLS? Somebody would pull up and, you know, ask to see this in a hot minute. Um, so I loved that you pulled that out. Um, but let's say somebody has never staged a property before. Mm -hmm. how, how do you fake your confidence? Well, you know, this is the thing, and this is where I coach a lot of people on mindset. It's really about owning your value and what you bring to the table. And any time that you're venturing into something new or growing into something, we're, we're all challenged by the limiting beliefs that we have around this. But it's, you know, getting educated, um, you know, feeling as though when you go into a consult that you're prepared. It's about preparation and learning, right? Because, yeah. I mean, I think we, a lot of times, even when I coach clients, they want to go from A to Z. And you know what? You got to take those steps along the way. You have to educate yourself on how to do a consult. Um, you have to really feel comfortable with doing that. Now, having said that, the first time you do it, you're gonna probably feel a little bit nervous, just like the first time you and I did a Facebook Live or anything like that. It's part of the ball game when you're growing. Um, but when you start, one of the things if I was working with a client is have them start looking at all the things that they bring to the table. Now, when you're staging, I tell people it's about selling the dream. Staging is marketing and packaging. Your product, which is the house, which is the single most, you know, largest investment for most people. So when you can explain to them how a buyer sees their house and how you want the buyer to see their house, and the disconnect and how you can take them from here to there, that's the key. Because, you know, I, I do tons and tons of consults and I can get so much done just with a consult because I enter the room and I look at what the buyer is gonna see the minute they enter the room. And then I educate the seller on what the buyer is gonna see and how we can make it so that the buyer will see this in a completely different way, in a way that will draw them into the room. And then I explain how a photographer will be seeing it from the same angles, most likely, right? And also how, yes, online, the pictures, you know, 99% of the buyers are online now. And if you don't grab them at hello with the pictures, then they'll go right by it. Now, the sweet spot in real estate, the way to get the most amount of money is not to put it on higher because then it gets stale and buyers are pretty savvy. They know 
when something's overpriced. The sweet spot is to present it beautifully and price it right. And then when it goes online, everybody wants to come see it. And that's what drives the price up because it becomes a FOMO war. That's the best way to get top dollar. So if you can educate your clients on how important it is that your online pictures look great, then um, and, and have them see it how a buyer does, then you know that that's a huge way to sell with service. Um, Rachel, did I answer your question? <laughs> I'm sorry, I got on, on a little tangent there. No, I love it. I totally love it. Um, I wanted to ask you. We always say, I always use this term sometimes uh, with my clients because they, they try to, they, they love to watch HDTV or DIY or whatever. And so they try to speak to me in design ease. And um, I'm like, don't use those, like, don't, you know what I mean? I, I can't stand design ease. Uh, it's still in language, but you know, if some of those words mean different things to different people. So I'd like to talk about my spaces and feelings, but this is for interior design. Is there a, a secret real estate language? I mean, we talked about listings. Is there a certain lingo that you use or um, some words that are like, is well, it just about like, is it just about money, like top dollar? Are you, do, you know, we talk about feelings in design. Feelings, feelings, feelings. How do you want your space to feel, you know? Um, so what, how do you talk about spaces? Like what lingo do you use? Well, first of all, how do you want the buyer to feel? How do you want the buyer like to that. feel when they experience your house, right? So, so that's if you're staging a mid-century modern house, then, you know, there's a certain feeling you want that buyer to have. You want them to feel like they're home. So it's, you know, people miss have a misconception about staging that, you know, everything has to be beigey or, you know, vanilla. And that's not necessarily true. You're trying to, it's like an avatar in marketing. You're trying to get into the head of that ideal client. And how do you want them to feel when they experience your house? Now, if they pull up to your house and they see a mailbox that's, you know, falling down, and I've seen this in multi-million dollar houses, they're going to develop a perception right away. They're going to say, mm, deferred maintenance, wonder if there's more, right? Mm -hmm. So you want to like literally grab them at hello and, and take them through the experience of seeing your house. Now that starts at when they walk in the door as well in the curb appeal. So what I try to explain to people is if, if there's one thing that you're not going to do, let it be one of the last things that they see when they experience your house. Because you want them to be saying, yes, 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 yes. And then they see a bathroom on the third floor that has old dated wallpaper. And they're gonna say, okay, I can forgive this. But if right off the bat, it's like, mm, no, deferred maintenance, dated, um, lots of money, gonna cost me lots of money, then you're like sabotaging the chance of that buyer becoming engaged with your house. So how do you want that buyer to feel? I love that you pointed out that home staging isn't vanilla. In fact, when Dixie and I were in High Point Market, we saw a lot of stagers looking for inventory there. Pretty, beautiful. I am not talking, when I got my certification in 2005, it was kind of okay to walk in and buy that like 269 seven piece dining room set. 
right? It was yeah. like, that was it, but it has evolved over the last 13 years. It does, that is not the look anymore. <laughs> It's not your grandmother's staging. <laughs> and my daughter's an interior designer. She does hotels. And now, and, and the whole idea of interior designer versus decorator, it might be that a decorator would be more apt to want to add this service. Now, an architectural interior designer that does a lot of commercial stuff, obviously that might not be something that they would be drawn to. So I totally get that. But if you're a decorator and you want to add to your services, um, you know, staging is nothing to um, discount because I think that especially with HGTV and redesign and all that and that concept, there's a bigger market now for that. And, um, you know, you can still make good money. I mean, I make really good money just doing consults and I, I do do other jobs as well. But, you know, when you look at the money per hour for what you do, you can do very well. I mean, I know lots of stages that make, you know, big six figures, you know, and some of them do it just with consults. Exactly. So that's, I think, I, that, I think that's a great final place to end is that I think the misconception for a lot of designers is that we have to have a warehouse, we have to have drivers, movers, we have to have inventory and this, this inventory control system and, you know, just like really stepping into a completely different business model mm -hmm. where I, I really want people to know that they can, you know, reach out to you and you can walk them through and you will take a holistic look at their model, like for someone like me, that's more of a stylist and a decorator. I've, and I've been, you know, a visual merchandiser. I feel like all of those things are like the perfect mix for adding staging services, you know? So I feel like someone coming to you with all of your experience as a realtor, as and as a stager, you can take a look at their skills, see what's transferable, what model would work for them. Um, and you would just be an amazing resource to any interior designer listening. Oh my gosh, and I, I absolutely love helping people do this. And I, I think, Rachel, I'm telling you, this year you're adding staging, so many staging jobs to your business, and I'm, we're gonna be talking again soon. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Yes, we will. Now, Marianne, do you have anything that um, designers can get their hands on right away to, to tips or tricks or anything to help them get started with staging or at least think about the starting? I absolutely do. Um, I developed a, a one sheet, well, it's a one PDF um, for rookie mistakes that designers um, make when adding home staging services to their menu and how to avoid them. I really have been interviewing a lot of designers and um, I really want to help designers add this service to their business model. I think it's a great way for them to make money. So yeah, actually um, that is specifically designed for designers. I love that. We love it because we really are getting intentional about reaching yes. over the aisle this year and, um, you know, reaching out to the stagers because and having more stagers get visible and, um, you know, that we are so much alike in a lot of ways. And um, so I really love that we have, you're our first stager that we've brought on as we've, as we're reaching across uh, <laughs> over here. And um, 
we appreciate your time and you are an invaluable person in our group. You've been so helpful when we've had staging questions and um, we appreciate your, your engagement in our group as well. Oh my gosh, I love you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. You bring so much joy to so many people and really good business sense. Well, thank you. Real quick, what, what's the easiest way for people to find you on the internet? Oh, my uh, coaching website is www.coachingbymarianne.com. Perfect. Thank you for coming on the podcast today, Marianne. Thank you so much for having me. How cool was that? Oh my gosh. How much do we love Marianne Chirico? I don't think there are enough words. <laughs> Let me count the ways. <laughs> so I love that you and I set the intention at the end of 2017 to kind of reach across industries to, go, you know, go ahead and reach over and talk to some of the home stagers that, mm -hmm. you know, we, we have them booked and we're so excited actually. I know. I know. So stay tuned. If you were just listening to this in, in the beginning of 2018, we have some great um, big hitting home stagers coming on. Um, and let's you, just face it, home staging, we're all comrade in arms, comrades, oh in, arms. comrades in arms. We are women business owners. Most mm -hmm. of us. So, I mean, there are some men home stagers, but again, you know, we're all about this. We're all about women in 2018. Just saying. It's the year of the woman. This podcast was made possible in part through the support of our preferred partners, like the Design Network. The Design Network offers one of the most powerful to-the-trade e-commerce programs in the furniture industry, combining the top brands in furniture, the best prices, and unparalleled logistics all in one place. Go to www.thedesignnetwork.com to join the Design Network's Trade Direct program, create your designer profile, connect with new clients, and start shopping today.